It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us for another episode of You Don't Know Squat. Uh, we're really excited to uh, bring you guys Janelle Yurdy and Taylor Evanston. Yeah. They, really uh, good podcast. Today. Good podcast. Very really informational. Good podcast. Yeah. This is one of those informational podcasts that all you mothers out there, all you women out there, all you people with babies. Husbands, partners that might be able to help with it, too. This is important. Yeah. You're going to get a lot out of this podcast. Yeah, 100%. You really are. Yeah, including a little bit of... Uh, we got off the rails a little bit, but that's toilet, typical. Toilet humor, but yeah, that's for fine. sure. Yeah. yeah, but I, I, it's it's great what uh, Taylor and Janelle both said throughout the podcast is we got to talk about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. got to uh, take get rid of the stigma exactly. around. Exactly. So for the uh, topic today, we were talking about pelvic uh, floor health and uh, diastasis recti, which is super common ailments for uh, moms to be and uh, current mothers. So this is a really informative uh, podcast. Um, I thought they. I thought it was cool to see from a PT perspective and also from a consumer perspective from somebody that has gone through it and, and fixed it themselves. So uh, we're looking forward to you guys listening to this. Also in in today's news is Casey Kance is back. Oh, yeah, he's back. Man, he is pleasure. unfired. He, yeah. he begged us for his job. Yeah. He paid us a lot of money. Yeah. There's a lot of money that Casey paid us just to remain Cash friends tr- with him. traded I'm, hands. I'm not entirely sure why I was fired in the first place, <laughs> you know, and, and neither of you well, can we're give gonna, me an answer. We're going to keep that in-house. We're not going to discuss issues. Yeah. Great. And that, uh, I, I think it's a perfect time to say, uh, roll the tape. Co-hosted today with the typical Zach Hallman. Say hello. Say hello, Zach. <laughs> Hi, Zach. And then we also have Casey Kantz. Hi, Zach. Casey uh, made it through the week. He didn't. He uh, he did not get fired. We changed. We had a change of heart. It's yeah. Sure. It's such a blessing, gentlemen. If you guys didn't yeah. miss, if you guys missed the last episode, it did not end on a high note for Casey. He lost his job here. And yeah, and, and, and uh, WTH. And they didn't even fire him. Uh, none didn't. of which is true. Thank yeah. you. Why did I'm I'm still confused. Uh, why did I lose my job? What did I do? I'm still not sure. I just really yeah, wanted to fire somebody. I, I'd like to know. He had to, he he had to leave McMahon. early. Oh yeah, you had to leave early in the middle I, of the conversation. But I didn't. It was wah, like wah, wah. Uh, I technically didn't. It was four forty at that point, I believe. You left. You left. Oh, late. this is normal. Yeah. Not only did you leave us early, you showed up to class late. I had Way a, to go! I had a doctor's note yeah. from my from my dad. Can you tell that? Hey, before before we get to our guests, can you tell that story? 
uh, the the handwritten note you gave to was it Matt? Yeah, yeah I, I feel like you just I feel like you just told the story. No, but we it's had fine. a CrossFit meeting the other night about uh, you know the founders meeting and they were saying how making sure everybody's on time and oh, yada 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 and to be real strict. Wait, is that, that true? Yeah, the, true next, oh, the next yeah. day. Are you serious? Yeah. 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 Oh, they were uh, saying how they wanted to be strict with it because <laughs> you know if people show up 10, 15 minutes, we don't late, want to risk people, injury. Yeah, so uh, we made Casey Cants like. 20 minutes late for the workout. It wasn't that long. Yeah, it wasn't that long. 15, maybe. Oh, okay. Close enough. Sorry. Three seconds. But anyway, uh, I gave him an excuse from home and PT. <laughs> he wrote it out. Yeah. On and walked on a white. Was it a yeah. sticky note or a whiteboard? Sticky note. Oh, a whiteboard would have been even funnier. Because it's so And big. I handed it to Matt and said, please excuse Casey Cantz. Please excuse being, my son, Casey Cantz. Yeah, from being late to class today. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. It worked. Did yeah. you have to do burpees? No. Just so if you are listening, you remember the. Uh, the suggestion to do burpees when you're late to make sure you're warm was brought up by Skyler. So it's just keep that in mind. That, no, that is 100. That, it's not, I, I mean, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. No, it's not a horrible, but, or a horrible idea. But uh, today's guest, we have two ladies with us. Uh, hello, ladies. Hello, hello. We have Taylor Evanston, Janelle Yardy. Make sure you're close to the mic, girls. Hi, Zach. <laughs> whoa, 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 like whoa. There's two other guys she's here. On. <laughs> she's on. Casey, you're fired again. She's yeah, so yeah, she's back. <laughs> no, I think she took a page out of my book by saying hi, Zach. Yeah, but she picked up a lot quicker that's my than line. Right? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, because that's my line. I yeah. say hi, Zach, after he says hi, Zach. And I think we're we're going to make a T-shirt. No one says hi to me. Hi, Freddie. Thank you. When we're famous, we're going to have a T-shirt that says hi, Zach. I've, I've been when? thinking about this. Say hello, Zach. Hi, Zach. Or What's hello, that? Zach. Hello, Whatever. Zach. Yeah, yeah, there it is. And we're off the rails already. Off the rails. Anyway, so <laughs> Taylor is a physical therapist here at Home and Physical Therapy. She uh, she does a lot of pelvic floor training for a lot of our soon to be moms and current mothers. So we're gonna have we're gonna really dive deep into this and really discuss some of the pelvic floor training. Yikes! Did I is that I didn't was that a pun that I didn't realize it just happened? <laughs> yeah. I apologize. And then Janelle has experienced. Uh, experience that so we're gonna kind of get to see <laughs> diving deep sorry all right uh so this will be the explicit tag okay so i'm uh i'm really not trying to make this sound bad yeah, so you're doing all right dude. zach go ahead it's good this is, this is brought to you by wolf pup <laughs> session ipa <laughs> i'm taking a hiatus go ahead so anyway we're talking about diving deep i need casey <laughs> jump into this. so anyway so here at home, of, <laughs> there Thank we go. You, Taylor. Thank you, Taylor. Everybody say it. It's Three, two, one. Vagina. We're in. All right, we're good. Okay. See, that was good. So anyway, you yeah, didn't, didn't say it. <laughs> you have to say it. Nope. So, so at home and PT, I felt like I was had a missing void. I, I would be, I would be. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I can't take it. You but guys anyway. thought it was going to be me. You guys thought it was going to be me. <laughs> no, but. We are not talking about a, anyone's particular vagina. No. It's just pelvic floor health yeah. when you Pelvic floor health. Yes. Okay, right. we're good. Let's get we're it back good. together. But anyway. If you so made it this far, we apologize. <laughs> just keep listening. But anyway, so I used, to, I used to sit here, and if I had between patients or whatnot, I'd watch 30 different women in the workout before it'd start, and there would be a lineup to the bathroom as I sprinted out of there. And I would always think, like, ah, oh, there's a missing void. So I came to Miss Taylor here and said, hey. You have a history in pediatrics. You see a lot of moms that are, you know, have young children and whatnot. Do you have any interest in, you know, pelvic floor health and and helping helping these people? And she said absolutely. So here we are. Um, 
Can She's I, been doing. Go ahead. Yeah, I, what? What is? What exactly is it? Just for for. A, I mean, seriously. For PT. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So basically, anybody who has a vagina <laughs> basically should be seeing a pelvic floor PT. But even um, can we go further and say that there's men that need? There are. Pelvic there are men. It's yeah. It's less common, but it's probably more common than you would think. But in the general public, when we're talking about pelvic floor PT, it's for women or men who are experiencing some sort of dysfunction in the pelvic floor. The pelvic floor is just part of our bodies. It's it's part of a system that needs to work together or else things aren't going to work right. Okay. Those type of things being pain in the vagina. Mm-hmm. Um, let's think. Prolapse. Peeing when you run. Peeing when you jump. Constipation. Painful sex. Um diastasis recti um let's just keep rolling there's a whole bunch that you know there's a lot of things so so there are these there's this muscle like that lines your pelvis basically and it's in men it's in women they're just muscles your pelvic floor is muscles so it's dysfunction in that muscle and how it works with the rest of your system so anytime that you go to the bathroom there's different muscles that will allow urine out and you know if you're if if you're if you have a flow of urine, you can stop that flow of urine. Those are muscles that you're using to contract to. Uh, that's part of the pelvic floor, but it's such a greater area that we can tap into. And we found that we uh, are able to kind of influence that for better control and and whatnot. And, and we use a lot of lower abdominal stuff for orthopedic physical therapy. But, um, you know, it's not normal, Taylor, for, for women to constantly feel like they have to oh before we start jump rope and i have to go to the bathroom no it's common but it's not normal and i mean the other thing is the pelvic floor muscles hold your organs in i mean if they support your organs or else they're all just gonna you know hypothetically fall yeah. out and sometimes they do fall out um the organs yeah. yeah that's the prolapse yeah Ooh. um and so i think there's a not only did zach feel like he had a missing piece here at home and PT, but this is a missing piece in women's health in general. Women aren't getting the care that they need. They're getting kind of like, oh, that's normal. Oh, that's okay. It'll go away. And it doesn't go away. And we shouldn't have to feel this way. And we shouldn't have to say, oh, well, we're going to be hush-hush about this. It's a common problem. All women have vaginas. We can talk about them, and okay? Can it, it can become serious then. If oh, it changes yeah. your life. Okay, yeah. I mean, some of the women that I'm seeing in here, they come in crying and they leave hugging me saying, wow. in one session, you have changed my life in the way that I feel about myself. Um, Which is I give awesome. them hope. Yeah, you don't understand that. There's a bird that just flew into the Zach's window. Sorry, Uh-oh. distracting. Oh, yeah. um, after having a baby, so much changes. And we sometimes expect of ourselves and society i think expects of women that we just bounce back and that we're just back to normal and we're not but we're not talking about it Mm -hmm. you know so women say they come in and they say i felt like i'm i'm always going to have to sorry um zach you all right zach (laughs) oh my oh we heard janelle janelle's here hi janelle (laughs) (laughs) um I don't even know. I lost my train of thought. Oh, we expect women to bounce back, and we're we're not feeling well. We are not like ourselves because we're not ourselves. We've just grown a human and pushed them out of our bodies or had them come out of our bodies. Right. Um, and so we need support, and we need to be able to say, hey, let's find somebody to do this for us. Let's figure out how to change this 
topic so that we don't have to pretend like everything's okay. Are there certain symptoms where it would uh, <coughs> it, it, it would um, maybe become more serious or signs? Because in the gym, I've heard some of the girls say that kind of like jokingly, like about, oh, I just peed a little, or like, you know, and I'm like, oh, wow. Um, yeah, so so from their standpoint, though, is I mean, is there something that would tell them that this um, is worse this than is what it maybe is? Worse, or this is maybe more serious, or or are they just gonna just keep going about it? Yeah, normally? Janelle, go ahead. I, I think there's a uh, difference. There is a there's a big difference. Okay. definitely the women that are are coming to a gym, they're definitely already taking care of their bodies. Okay, in um, some respects, so there's a you know your symptoms if you if it's frequent urination or you know, frequent, you have to go frequently or you're having to go frequently during a workout. That's, that's quite okay. different than I got a you. prolapse. Okay. That is like a significant, okay. yeah. you know, there's a lot of um, other conditions that would feed into that. Gotcha. So before we really dive, like really dive into this and kind of get into more detail about what it is, who should see them, uh, see you guys. Uh, I wanted to kind of ask Janelle, like what's your, what's your history um, athletically, but also what's your history on why you know so much about this? Like, what experiences led you to knowing knowing more about it? Sure. So, um... Because you're a stud athlete. Oh, one yeah. Of, one of our best Four in the gym. Show. Could you flex real quick? <laughs> I am not. Z- Zach frequently asks. Zach, in the, brief, in the briefing room before he the podcast, we specifically went over things you cannot ask. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, but I'm... I, was, I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, because I... Never I'm, are. Because I'm really interested because... Janelle's one of those athletes that be, prior to having a child, she was already super yep. athletic and would be considered in shape and had all these uh, and was really strong in a lot of positions, but still probably after, was it after Micah or for both? She came back the next day and was yeah. back in her <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, she was, she was doing had, wads within a week. I just had um, a baby yesterday. I had some, um, I guess, without um, experiencing the – CrossFit experience and joining mm-hmm. CrossFit, I will say I could be one of those women easily right. with um, little knowledge in what is okay for my body and, and what I can do for it. Right. Um, and I, I can go through that whole history um, because it is interesting and, and it, it does show a lot of what CrossFit has done for me, for sure. And, um, and if you back up before you go, I think Freddie will agree to this. Um, something Janelle's very good at is understanding her own body. I mean, mm-hmm. you can see that when she's moving. Yeah. And that comes from, like, a gymnastics slash dance background. Some yeah. of the best athletes, and I make fun of them all the time whenever I have, like, young kids who are dancers. Um, some of the best athletes I've ever worked with are gymnasts and the, I I say it repetitively. My favorite athletes are trained are gymnasts or dancers because yeah. the, just the body awareness. Because like they move. Spa- like. Spatial awareness and just knowing, like, what your body's doing is super mm-hmm. important. Yeah. So mm-hmm. talk to that, Janelle. Give that history of your... Sure. So um, I was a competitive gymnast from um, for about 13 years. No, that's too long. 10 years. We'll go with that. Um, through high school. And um, I also did pool vaulting, track and field in high school. Um, ended up going to Pitt, uh, walking on track team there as oh. a pool vaulter. I know somebody that went to Pitt. Yeah. How to Pitt? Yeah. Taylor Zach already... And I, uh, did our study hours. Oh jeez! Oh, did you guys know each other? Yeah, she went yes. out to high. Did you know each other? So yeah. your your yeah. crush oh. lasted into college. Yeah, oh. it's still going. Oh, I, I love you, that. Allie. <laughs> <laughs> that I, makes I, one of us actually, here. Actually, I didn't. I did not know that. Okay, cool. 
Anyways. Well, Zach was a thrower, so we were. Oh, so you teammates. For track and teammates field. And I didn't throw for Pitt. Yeah. Well, I, I oh, know yeah, that. Sorry. High school, right. yeah. But anyway, um, so I did track and field at, at Pitt. I wasn't that great at it, um, but. You went to Pitt. I really found that I just enjoyed the conditioning part mm-hmm. of it <laughs> more than. Uh, Shocking. Yeah. Knowing you now, know, I'm not yeah. surprised. I just enjoyed being an athlete, um, and I got to do it out of high school, so that was cool. Um, but I, I kind of, college is stressful, and I tell that to any high schooler I talk to going into college, like, super stressful. Um, my, I will say, my body was not what I wanted it to be when I graduated college. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't working out on a regular basis after, after college, because I kind of had, had been burnt out a little bit. Which is actually a pretty common story. With a, yeah. Yeah, someone else. Like, as soon as you're done playing athletics, you just you want to take a mental and physical break from it. So I, that happened to me. It's all you've 100%. done. Yeah, I, haven't played, yeah. I haven't played sports for 10 years, and to this day, I still tell people whenever, hey, you're a big guy, and I say, hey, I was a, yeah, I was a football player in college. That was 10 years ago. Like, mm-hmm. there's no need to be 6'3", 300 pounds anymore. Um, but, yeah, you just get burned. Like, I have no desire to weight lift. No, right. I did it my entire life. I have no desire. You're still athletic, though. Yeah, and I still yeah. weight lift. Yeah. But it's just, it's really hard. Like, I have nothing to compete for. You so n- no desire to train. Yeah, right? I, need, I need something to train for, yeah. Yeah. Well, the punt, pass, and kick contest. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Do you want to have one? Turkey bowl? I feel like. <laughs> you seen this guy out in the yard? He's He can boot it and throw it. Mm. Anyways, Janelle, continue. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So you, so you went to Pitt. We pulled yeah, balls. went to Pitt. Um, got married out of college. Shout out, John. John. Yep. John's at home with the Jay kids. Jay Yurtz. He is incredibly that's, handsome, that's especially when he's shirtless. <laughs> that's where he belongs, uh, though. Barefoot in the kitchen. Last year at the Open, <laughs> last year at the Open, he took his shirt off in the middle of a workout, and my eye, my wife's eyes just went right to him. I'm like, Pamela? <laughs> so did I, yours. I, I know. I said, Pamela. <laughs> I was like. John always says. Yeah. He's like. I was like, babe. Freddie gives me the eyes. Oh, yeah. Freddie's always going to be weird. I give him, uh, I think they call them sex eyes. So I give him those. And, uh, I think they call them bedroom eyes. Bed eyes. <laughs> same thing. But I looked at my wife and said, I get it. Go ahead. <laughs> like she was, He's Every very handsome. Good for, good for Freddie Janelle. looks at me weird. <laughs> I don't look at him weird. I'm. He's a handsome he man. Is, he it's is. the touching that's Touch. weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, continue. Sorry. Gentle petting, yeah. Um, where were we? <laughs> we keep we keep just oh, yeah, so we were living like I had a big girl job, right? Um commuting. So no time for working out, no time for like Because you're a brainiac too. Yeah, she's a smart she's a smart cookie. Thank you. Anyway, continue. Thank you. <laughs> just wanted um, everybody to know that. Thanks, yeah. Um so uh I I don't know, John and I were just like we'd run occasionally, we had plan of fitness, right? Um nothing nothing major. Um then we had Sammy. Uh, my firstborn. He's um, a bull. He is a bull. Freddie can't wait to, to get him uh, in here. I squat. Get a he's bar got the squat back. butt. Yeah, he's 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 great. Great rear end on that on that <laughs> kid. He's ready, old. ready to squat. Casey. Yeah, I'm the back. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow that anyway gets that, that, over. that kid right. is that kid is built right. to lift weights. So to start, um, so I I will say like I've I, I think we're ready to start that that discussion, right? The pregnancy chapter in my life. Um, um, I've, you know, had three kids. Each time I've gained 35 pounds, like, on the dot. Which is healthy. And that's the healthy, what, like a yeah. pound a week is what you're shooting for? Yeah, they say, what, 25 to 35 pounds. So yeah. I'll, I'll give that out there. Like, I always gained a healthy amount of weight. Um, and I think every every woman is going to gain um, 
you know, I, I couldn't have gained 25 pounds. Like, yeah. I tried. That sounds bad, but, like, mm-hmm. I tried not to gain too much, and it was 35. So, point being, didn't gain um, an over amount, but... So, after uh, over the last six months, I've actually gained a healthy pregnancy weight. <laughs> 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 so, do you think you're... I mean, you stayed active for all three. Do you so think that was bent, like, that helped with that? So, with Sammy, um, I was 25, um, and still active, right? Only four three years out of college, um, out of training. And, uh, I was running a lot because I'm like, okay, that's a low impact, um, safe sounding pregnancy exercise. Um, I will never forget. Sammy was due September 30th. I went to the doctor that day. They're like, yeah, you're not having this baby anytime soon. I was pretty mad. Went to mansion. I ran a mile as fast as I could. I actually had someone take me aside and say, I'm sorry, ma'am, should you be doing this? Oh my gosh. You serious? Yes. And, um, but when I was before that, so when I was about six to seven months pregnant, I, I can remember leaning forward and being like, huh, my stomach is like a triangle. And then it started getting a little worse and a little worse. Um, I didn't pay attention to it. I think you were living down in Vir- West Virgi- or Virginia at the time. We didn't talk. Finally, I looked it up. I figured out, hey, I have diastasis recti because I could. I went to the doctor. I said, I'm having this pain. I said, it's right on the top of my stomach. It's, oh, it's right. Was it like coning? Do you mean like the triangle? Like the cone? Absolutely. It, okay. Yeah, oh. coning. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. Coning. So I was feeling my muscle fibers rip apart in the center of it. Like you could actually feel that. I could oh feel that. What, what did that feel like? It was on the surface of your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like a stretching. It's not like a skin stretching. It is, I mean, pulling apart. Oh, um, oh so. I mean, it's in a very gradual process, but um, it was continuing to occur. occur. Um, and I'll be flat out, like, I had no business running like that. Um, oh, that's what you think that's what caused I, it? I, I would not um, be surprised. So if you look, at, if you look up diastasis recti, um, I, ho- I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, okay. You are. Recti, recti, so whatever. I'd normally, I it happens it. with die. women that are more overweight, um, poor muscle tone. Which I'm thinking, I do. I, that's not exactly um, what I had at the time. So why is this happening to me? You know, um, and here I realized one day, every time I got out of bed, I would sit straight up. Probably like all of you do. Yeah. So when you're pregnant, um, they recommend after 12 weeks, you know, you can't do any um, ab exercises. Especially flexion, yeah. Yeah. So. I was not taking those precautions because, hey, my doctor was not telling me that. They were saying, okay, don't drink, don't smoke, eat healthy, um, move around, get your sleep, see you later. Mm-hmm. Right? No one said, okay, you, you, you need to roll over on your side and push up on your elbow, and that's how you get out of bed. Um, I can remember as your belly's growing and growing, I was re- literally like throwing myself forward. And this sounds stupid. I don't want to say that I was stupid when I was 25, but. I just didn't realize. I, I mean, because well, no would? one, who no would? one talked about exactly. that. Yeah, they were like, okay, just. I feel like that's my normal. mom was like, just sit down when you're pregnant. Just yeah. take it easy, you know. Don't run. But um, no one knew why. So um, after Sammy, I had a healthy baby boy. Every all, all of my children have been um, very healthy, and I've had healthy pregnancies. Other than um, that occurred, so. I do remember bringing that up to a doctor at one point during Sammy's pregnancy, and they said, oh, yeah, that's diastasis recti. Just get used to it. What? 
So it wasn't even on the radar to something to fix. It was just like this. So, so Taylor, can you talk to diastasis recti and, and like your point of view and what that is and, and what it means? Sure. Um, I think Janelle did an awesome job kind of explaining what it is and how it feels. Um, I will say a lot of women don't even know they have it. They don't have the pain that she had. I think about that sometimes and try to pinpoint why some women do feel the pain. Like, personally, I felt the pain. Um, For both? uh, Not so much with Charlotte. Okay. But this time around with Sophia, I did. With my second. Um, And there's really no rhyme or reason. Before, I thought, well, Janelle probably felt it because her abs are so strong. Mm -hmm. I don't have that same. Mine aren't. Like, mine were probably stronger than they've ever been with Sophia because I was doing CrossFit before. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that. I think it's just based on the person, based on their body type and their um, fascia and how, what their history and their everything. I mean, there's really no rhyme or reason. But anyway, so, yeah, she did a great job of explaining that. Um, It's basically when your six-pack muscles pull apart. Just to make room? Yeah. I mean, you're growing a baby. They have to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so... A lot of times that can cause low back pain. It can cause diastasis and pelvic floor dysfunction are pretty much hand in hand. You're not 100% of the time going to find it, but typically um, if you have a diastasis, you have some pelvic floor dysfunction as well. Is it that drastic for everybody of the symptoms? Like you feel that in your stomach? No. Some women have, they didn't never felt any so pain. They ha- just are like, oh, that's weird. Happen Why over does my time. stomach look like a cone? Yeah, there was uh, there's a girl... An, I don't know if I can say her name uh, that you've been working with. The I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm not going to say. Um, but I, nem- I remember she came up to me. She was like, I just, she was taking class. She's like, you see this, like it's coning? And I was just like, yeah, I can, I mean, I, yeah, it's noticeable. And she's like, it doesn't really hurt, but I can tell that there's something going on. Like was, it doesn't, it definitely feels weird and yeah, weak. Yeah, but you it, literally is can. Is it like a hernia? Um, it's Reverse, not a hernia. Kind of. So if you, if you laid on your back and flexed your muscles and uh-huh. your abs, would flex you could literally push your you can push your fingers down into your organs oh my gosh. you can feel a true gap it's the weirdest feeling and you and you just keep going it's, it's nuts isn't it yeah 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 it's really nuts yeah. Yeah. and honestly at, at nine ten months pregnant really all women are going to have a little bit of a diastasis i mean it's just clinical whenever it doesn't go back together after the baby comes out right um which is is that more oftentimes than not i can't like don't case to case i think it's case to case uh i would say at your six week after six weeks postpartum it you should be able to pretty much feel nothing between right. there it's not so much the distance of the gap but it's whether you can generate tension across the gap so janelle kind of parlaying off the six weeks when did you the first time, when did you feel like you were back to normal, or did you, did you not really address it until after Micah? Yeah, so I did not really address it. Right. Um, and so I was coaching gymnastics at the time at the high school, um, and I was still able to flip before mm-hmm. Sammy, um, and so I knew, okay, I cannot do any type of, like, arching, um, afraid you're like basically your insides are just going to pop out you know right. um so i think i did a similar exercise regimen after sam was born ac- just working out at home and running um i didn't really address it um 
got pregnant with Micah 18 months later, and uh, I was 12 weeks pregnant. I remember picking Sammy up, and I felt this pop, and um, and and kind of a pain mm. above my above my belly button, and. and um, next checkup, went to the doctor, and they're like, oh, you have an umbilical hernia. It's, yeah, it's just pregnancy. You're just pregnant, you know. And I said, well, I have this diastasis recti. And they're like, well, yeah, that's that's normal. That's that's what happens. What? And really? I'm thinking, man, I am never going to have a core again. No. Nope. Right? Yeah. Um, it is kind of sad that that's, that's the type that's of response norm. Yeah, that's that you get. It's unfortunate that's the norm. Yeah, I mean, women, as Taylor said, you know, you see your OBGYN for 10, 11 months, um, they really want th- to get that baby out of there and mm-hmm. just to have the you know the the um, mother be be healthy and safe. Um, and I will say, you know, how many of their patients are coming in there hoping to use their core again? Yeah, yeah, it, and that's not necessarily their right? that's not their scope of practice mm-hmm. either. Right. So, but that's why you have someone like Taylor that's that can work on those things. Um, it is their scope of practice. It, well, it well it should be then, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they. Sh- no, I'm not do. expecting them to fix these women. What I'm expecting, and this, I will get on a soapbox about this because that's why we're here. Jump up, oh, man! <laughs> you come in six weeks postpartum. You literally could still be bleeding. I mean, I'm getting red and like feisty. It just makes I like me it. so yeah, mad. Yeah, for sure. Because your hormones are crazy. You don't feel like yourself. Society has forced most women to enter back into the work field by this time. Which is nuts. You're, if you're nursing, you're literally up 24 hours a day with a baby hooked to you. And you make, you're saying... You make sound, being a mom sound no, so it's amazing, awesome. but yeah, I mean, I where's the support? Right. Keep going. Um, and then they're, sa- and they're saying, yeah, you're going to have a gap in your stomach for the rest of your life unless you get surgery. I've had so many people tell me that their OBs told them... The only way to fix it is with surgery. So would they like for surgery? Would they just mesh it? Basically, like yeah. But, but you just know what? The weakness is still yeah, there. The weakness is still there. You're not fixing anything. Mm, You're band-aiding. putting a bandaid on. It. And to hear that as a mom, after you're going through all nine the stuff months. you just mentioned, and, and this is what people of, say: "Well, right. my baby's worth it." Yeah, your baby is worth it, but mm-hmm. so are you. Mm-hmm. You you want to feel like that the rest of your life? You're yeah. 30, 25, 30 years old, right? And you're saying like, "This is the way." your life's gonna be yeah especially you know especially moms that are physically active like all of our crossfitters i mean we've had how many mm-hmm. moms recently in the gym mm-hmm. that that want to get back and you can just see i know in kayleen she's she's yeah, doing she, everything yeah. she can right now that the, that the doctor will let her she had, hopefully she gets clear to go back to full physical but she's she's working hard to get back, mm-hmm. back yeah, to and doing i mean what she loves. and that's amazing and those women crossfit is amazing for i mean everybody in general um but let's just talk about the layperson for a second that doesn't do CrossFit. They shouldn't have to feel like that either. Yeah, that's true. They shouldn't have yeah. to be afraid to put a, a bathing suit on. They shouldn't have to say, I I apologize to my husband because I look like this. Ugh. Taylor, no. I like you. It's, I really do. It's BS. That's good. And you know what? I agree that it is not these doctors' scope of practices. They don't have time in their day sure. to address these problems in but depth. they can give the they people need to resources be educated yeah. on this mm-hmm. to refer to, to the proper person correct and, and this is where we go on our soapbox about cash pt but that's for another podcast but th- i think i think that's the big thing is that 
some doctors are really passionate about what they do. They want to help people just as much as we do. But sometimes the education is not there of, hey, what are the other things out there? PT is a, you know, if you take fitness back to whenever they were. So the biggest um, fitness research studies that were being done were on the Russians back in the 80s or whatnot. And they found out that as the Russians were making all these crazy fitness games, gains and we were getting all this good data about, hey, this is the best way to train and yada, 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 also happened to be around the time that they were cycling on steroids. Yep. Um, so whenever it comes to fitness, which PT is a big fitness industry, like the research is new. You know, like th- there's a lot of stuff that we're learning and a lot of things that, you know, BFR is a big thing right now. And, yep. and that's... You know, it's blood 20, flow restriction. It's 20, yeah, it's blood flow restriction therapy, and it's 2019, and we're just figuring this stuff out, and we're going to continue to kind of roll through that. But I think it's a big education thing, and Taylor and I have a desire to. T- Taylor's kind of it's interesting because she's where I was a year ago, where she is getting a lot of people interested, mm-hmm. and she kind of wanted this to be like a one person, two people, like kind of a side job for her, <laughs> and then you start to see what you're doing for people. And then it's like, Hey, I kind of want more of this. Um, so I think that there's going to be big things that come from Taylor in the future. We need to educate some doctors about, Hey, there's other options. I mean, it's, I mean, thank you. It's not just about me though, to be honest, like to, I want to be home with my kids and that's why I'm not taking on tons of people. But as I'm getting these women in and seeing that it's a big life change, I want I want the whole thing to change in general for mm-hmm. society. I want more women to do it, more PTs who are women who have experience to do this to help other women. We need to open up this topic a little bit more. Good, Jenna. So when I was pregnant with Micah, with the hernia, I remember talking to a lady. She was in her 40s, and I said, oh, I just I have a hernia. That's she said, that's awesome. You can get your tummy tuck paid for by insurance. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. And oh, I was like, what? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> She's like, if you have a hernia that you need to get surgically repaired, you can get a tummy tuck while you're at it. And I was like, uh, yeah. okay. Oh, great. <laughs> Interesting. But that is society's view of, the, of what a woman would be doing in her 40s after having children. Yeah. Oh, that's nuts. So I'm. Can you, if you don't use it, can you give it to other people? I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. Is it Wait, transferable so to so other people? So that pop you felt, that was hernia when you said that? Yeah, okay, it was. was okay. Yeah, and so I still have it. Because I had a hernia. So the, it's your, was it inguinal? Um, it was umbilical. not. It's, it's umbilical. Um, umbilical, yeah. okay. And it, honestly, yeah, other than a little pain here and there, it doesn't cause me any trouble. No, especially and if you're training your core correctly, you could you can stay away from a lot of the issues that could cause. Yeah, for sure. And can I say two? What's the difference between hernia and diastasis? Um, basically, a hernia is when your intestines actually... Oh, me. I'm yeah, sorry. Closer to the mic. Yeah, closer to the mic. Oh. <laughs> your intestines actually pop through the lining of your muscle lining, right. basically. A diastasis is a split, and you have a fascia that is between the two muscles that it actually can be repaired. Okay. Um, hernia... You need surgically repaired. Yeah, that's not going to fix it. So Janelle, by lifting her son, who was what one and a half at the time, she wasn't doing it properly. She wasn't taught how to do it properly. She didn't know. Yeah, right. she wasn't healed. Her core wasn't strong, and there's no education for women out there to say, "Hey, this is how you sit up in bed. Hey, you have a toddler. This is how you should pick them up to prevent this stuff from happening." Right. And that's where we come in. Like we can do that. We can 
educate this during pregnancy to prevent these things from happening. So the one thing I wanted to, to touch base on, I'm, I'm really curious. So if I'm, if I'm six weeks out and I'm experiencing issues and I contact you, what's that like first session with you look like? Like, what are you, what are you looking for? What are you doing? Well, if it's you contacting her, she'd probably be super confused by it. Excuse me, sir. This is what's uh, the movie Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Excuse me, sir. This right. is an Arby's. <laughs> we we have the meat. Yeah. Anyway, so let's say thanks, Zach, for ruining this. So I'm I'm a mom. I'm six weeks out, and I'm 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 feeling something. I don't feel right. So when I contact you and come see you, what's that look like? Okay, what should so I expect? You should expect a lot of talking. We're going to just sit down and chat. I want to know all about your history um, and not just about your pelvic floor history. I want to know what you do for a living. What do your days look like? Um, what What are your goals? What do you want to do for fitness? What do you want to be able to do that you're not able to do now? So it's about at least 20 minutes of sitting and chatting. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do a full body evaluation on you because... It's not just about the pelvic floor. When you're sitting and nursing all day, you're going to have neck pain. You're going to have upper back pain. You may have shoulder problems. You may have um, carpal tunnel syndrome. So it's Carpal tunnel? Oh, yeah. Um, really? There's yeah. a lot of things that could be happening with your body. So we basically, I will basically do a full evaluation, and then we go from there. So based on what we find... For instance, say if I were evaluating Janelle after her one of her first two babies, we would have found a diastasis. And at that session, I will teach you the beginning of the rebuilding phase, and then we'll go from there. We'll build from there. So what's that look like? What's like the uh, first couple of weeks for somebody that, that has that? Has a diastasis? Yeah. So it's mo- a more mental game than physical game, typically. Based on the woman, um, depending on if they – are a year postpartum or six weeks postpartum. If they're six weeks, it's simply reconnecting the muscles together. So we're going to fix your posture, and we're going to teach you how to do a proper Kegel and connect it with the other part of the pelvic floor, which is transverse abdominis mm-hmm. and your diaphragm and how to breathe through it all. Okay. Casey, you wanted a Kegel? A Kegel? <laughs> Dude, I'm just going to ask, yeah. I've been, hold, I've been holding one for 15 years. Zach spelled it wrong. <laughs> well, Early. we talk about them and we laugh about them, but a key Well, you know, is. something I was going to mention yeah. at the very beginning of this podcast is that um, whenever we were all laughing at all, like, the the mistakes we were making, that's why women don't oh, come all the see. mistakes we were making. Yeah. You that's were saying a, things like, yeah. we're going to dive deep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's something which that was I not on not purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Let me reiterate, that was not. But it is funny, but, you know. But, but that's why that's why people don't seek help for it because it's such a giddy kind of topic. Yeah. But anyway, I'm go so ahead. easily say able to that. say the word vagina, and people are like, "How can you say that?" I'm like because it, it's a body part, it's a and I, first term. of all, I do it for a living. But like right. vagina, like we all, yeah, we all came out of a vagina. So right. let's just say it let's and just not get laugh. it out there. You know, yep. it, it, you're right. There's a stigma, and it we need to end it. Yeah. Um, because a woman will go to their her six week appointment, follow up postpartum, and they'll talk about okay, what do you want for birth control? How are you feeling? And yep, it looks like it's back up where it needs to be. There's no talk about. Well, sex hurts. Like, right. or um, I feel I'm peeing myself all the time, or I feel like I always have to pee, or I'm constipated, or I literally feel like my insides are jello. That's not addressed. It's what do you want for birth control? 
you're good to go. You so look crazy. great. Wow. That's amazing. Like, yeah. it's it's really disheartening knowing that that's what's mm-hmm. happening on a normal basis. Yeah. Um, I have a patient who has prolapse, and she was told to do 50 Kegels three times a day. That's it. And she's not ready for surgery yet. Period. Really? Yeah. And she wasn't even doing a Kegel right. So she was so doing you ex- 150 you ex- Kegels a day, and she was actually tightening her pelvic floor. Um, too tight. She was making it too tight mm-hmm. because she wasn't doing the proper Kegel. So How what? hard are 150 Kegels a day? I say, well, before, what the hell is a Kegel? Yeah, <laughs> I, I still want to go back to my original question. I, yeah. I, actually, I, I, know. I know what it is, but for anybody, I, I, I know Casey doesn't, so enlighten him. Um, so a Kegel is um, tightening your pelvic floor, and it's basic. What If you read a Cosmopolitan magazine, everyone will say, Gotta do Kegels. I've gotta read do many Kegels. Of them It'll improve your years. sex life. It'll make everything better after baby. So people just think it's stopping your flow of urine. So if a woman is peeing and they stop, try to stop the flow of urine, that's what people say a Kegel is. Oops. Okay. Good. So Janelle's um, stuck. They say, okay, at every red light, do 10 Kegels. Squeeze, 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 squeeze. No, that's not the right thing. So the way I teach my patients is. <laughs> Pretend that you're trying to pick up a lima bean with your vagina. So pick it up, squeeze it. I'm actually practicing this <laughs> right K- now. Casey's sorry. Trying. <laughs> oh, wait, I don't have a vagina. That's right. Sorry. So pick it up, How squeeze are you it, and then lift bean? it the whole way up into your belly button and squeeze. And they're all trying to do it. Well, no, I'm just. <laughs> you I'm, said a guy can do that. So, them. I mean, the guy, yeah. we all have very what's similar th- muscles. So you, the guys could probably. What's the do male version? Something. So you're trying well, to well, hold in a fart. Yeah, I literally feel like I'm gonna have to fart by doing this. <laughs> well, listen, listen. The the male anatomy is far. It's just like we have external parts. Right. I mean, we still have the same like internal muscle grouping. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You have a lot of the same pelvic floor muscles. That's really so you're trying to stop a fart. Yeah. Basically, so that is what happens in a woman's vagina when they're doing a kegel. But okay. the pulling to so, the belly button is the hard part. Yeah, because that that, that's that is that's missing. Yeah, because if you don't have that. Then that that's you where the get correlation. A tight pelvic floor. Okay, so what happens if it's too like if the pelvic floor is too tight? That is where I see a lot of women saying that that sex hurts. Okay. Um, or sometimes it happens with like lift heavy lifting. They can have constipation, and then they get when they're down in like a really heavy spot, they poop themselves. Okay. Yikes. That's so, like Olympic lifting. So let me so it's it's You're not need a different cleaner on your next <laughs> Yeah, so it's not uncommon for big meats or really any meats to have uh disinfectant spray, towel, brush at the usually just at the female sessions because there will be somebody who's standing up from a clean and they will pee themselves and it gets onto the platform. So is that that's all pelvic floor, correct? Usually for, for like the urination aspect of it? Um, a lot of times, yes. I will say those women are, and men, they're lifting ridiculous amounts. It's of super weight. heavy, yeah. I mean, and if you're doing a one rep max, sometimes the weight is just so much, you have to be holding your breath and put that pressure has to go somewhere. somewhere yeah. So I can't always say that it's caused by pelvic floor, sometimes but I will say it's definitely causing pelvic right. floor Because a lot of times, I think, when that happens, when the weight's so heavy, when they hit the bottom of that clean, they lose that pressure because they relax the stand-up again, 
And that's usually where we see it happen. Or if we see a female athlete that goes valgus with their knees, whenever as soon as those knees start to cave, it, the lower back seems to relax. That's when in that happens. Hips. Correct. And, it's and all in the hips. Yeah. The hip position, hip tightness is huge in women. If almost all of these, cro- all of your CrossFit women will have tight hips. Yeah. Because they're trying to get stability somewhere. That typically means that they have a pelvic floor dysfunction. And have you ever seen the picture of there's a Olympic meet up at Bryce Jordan Center, and there's a guy that that uh, prolapsed his anus. Yeah, from powerlifting meet. Oh, yeah. God. Went, it went through his singlet. Yeah, they had to Jeez. cut. They had to cut a singlet. He couldn't stand back up. Yes, but that it, 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 is. I mean, that's too much weight. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. And think about this: like I'll maybe, maybe not again. enough. Maybe not too much weight, just not enough control. control. I'm never lifting yeah, anything yeah, yeah. again. So. <laughs> So, and we were kind of joking, not really joking, but we were talking about the squatty potty. And the squatty potty, you put yourself in that kind of hyperflex knee position to relax the anus for a better Use bowel one movement. every day. Yeah, for I a have better two bowel my movement. House. Yeah, well, so that's you, what that guy was doing. Your knees need to be above your hips, mm-hmm. and you need to sit forward, and that's going to allow – that's like being in a deep squat. It allows the pelvic floor to relax. So a lot of women actually give birth in that position. Right. Because Stirrups. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, 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 no. In a squat. Oh, you're actually in a squat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a deep squat. And so a lot of the pregnant people. Not Janelle. That, she just shook her head no. Um, <laughs> no, 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 me either. But a lot of the pregnant women who are seeing me, I'm showing them live in a deep squat. If you, as much as you can, live in a deep squat, it's going to train that pelvic floor. And so to. So are they just in that deep squat passively? Or are they actually trying to activate their muscle groups when they're sitting in the bottom of the squat? When they're giving birth? Or I'm <laughs> you said living. Oh, living in it. I'm, I mean, like daily routine and stuff. Yeah. It, as a, as a stretch and a pre- preparation yeah. for okay. birth, it's a passive. Oh, deep so squat. as they're when they're pregnant. Okay, yeah, I yeah, missed yeah. that. I apologize. No, that's okay. So speaking of being pregnant, is it beneficial for somebody who has yet to give birth to come see you to prepare for childbirth? That's a good question. Well, I think so. Obviously, um, what what yeah. would be the benefits of that? So, a couple of the pregnant women that I'm seeing right now, um, I have some that are have some symptoms. So, with that, I'm treating their symptoms. Okay. Low back pain, um, neck pain, T-spine pain, that kind of stuff, sciatica. So, I can help you with that. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's a clinical-type diagnosis that you would see any PT for. Um, but I'm seeing some women who are asymptomatic, having great pregnancies, and we're just I'm, we're simply working on how to prepare for childbirth. Right. Um, it's similar to what maybe a doula would do. And if you have access to a doula, that would be amazing. Uh, they're not What's a doula? A doula is a woman who is a, a, tip, a lot of times a midwife. Oh, okay. Um, it's kind of like a midwife, but they support you throughout your pregnancy to help the mom prepare. Gotcha. So your OB is going to make sure baby's safe. Doula is going to make sure mom's good. Mom is gotcha. safe and mom is healthy okay. and mom is ready. Um, so we're doing a lot of birth prep, delivery prep, and then postpartum prep early, so you know what to expect. Okay, so it, it's really given them a a, uh, a roadmap to what a to what to expect and how to get right back into fixing whatever might happen. Yeah, and how to how to scale. So this is something that Janelle can really talk to because. Um, athletes in this gym, we see a lot of CrossFit athletes. They have a different mentality. It's like they want the badge of honor that they were able to do CrossFit during pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Believe me, I've been there. 
but I knew this isn't good for me right now for me personally the things that I was doing didn't feel good so I had to scale um a lot of women want that badge of honor but Side I note, will teach you how to scale you know who knows who's pregnant first and this is what should be coaches coaches usually know before anybody else in the gym like hey I'm like six weeks just if you see me scaling this is why yes and coaches do a phenomenal job not saying anything Yes. Obviously, because you're still in that window, that, that dangerous window. I think window, you but with Sophia, you were like, uh, I knew you were pregnant. Yeah, you started you started moving. You were That was before you announced it. I was like, Taylor, you have to tell me something. She's and like, how did you know? I'm like, it's Because you were about to throw up and I was like, like an super easy awkward. workout. No, it had, nothing to do with, it had nothing to do with your conditioning. You could tell that you were just being more cautious of certain movements, toes to the bar, uh, any sort of core flexion. Yeah. Like, there's telltale signs that you can see instantly. And like, for the, for the like, Janelle, it's, it's a little... Janelle wasn't – Janelle was much more obvious because as soon as she scales something, you're like, what's up? Yeah, so I'm going to let Something's her talk up. about that because yeah. – But that's important because um, she she did a really good job of that. With her first two, she didn't know what to do, and she was – she is such a great athlete and was in such great shape with her – with getting pregnant with Zoe that – she really kept her kept up everything during pregnancy, but she just scaled. Some people think that it's like all or nothing, and so I think she did an yeah, awesome job I at think that. Kayleen and Kayleen did a great job of that. So does Lindsay. I mean, Lindsay and she's the nice thing with the girls that we have here. They're not afraid to ask questions on what is appropriate or what's safe. So mm-hmm. I think the communicating is super important. And for the tens of thousands of people listening, <laughs> our uh, phones have been blowing up yeah. and the millions watching at home. But I think that it's important to tell the coaches. I, I know you don't, there's a lot of complications that can happen and whatnot, but mm-hmm. you know, some, something you don't want to do is you don't want to have to say, Hey, is, is this thing that I was doing? What caused my complications of surgery or, or of, God forbid, a miscarriage or something like that. So I think it's really important that if you suspect it in the fitness industry, somebody should know. Right. Um, you know, had really appreciate if you kept this under your hat, but I think I'm pregnant or I know I'm pregnant. Um, so, so I just had, so we'll get right back to Janelle. I just had, so she announced, so I can say yeah, it. Sarah, Sarah. Sarah, who's one of my weightlifters, told me six weeks before she made the announcement. And she but probably told me three weeks before she made the announcement, and, she, and I said, does Freddie know? And she was like, yeah, he's known for weeks. Yeah, so, so that it, it's perfect because that gives me an opportunity to adjust her workouts accordingly to make sure. And it's her first one, so she, she wanted to be super safe. So we got away from the heavy lifting. We got away from the Olympic and just did bodybuilding work. So, um, which she'll be, I think she should be coming back in here soon just to move and do some things. There, but. There's a lot of... Like, whenever you learn different things in PT, like, let's say you go get a dry needling certification, they tell you not to do anything in the first first trimester for the simple fact that that's when things are going to happen. If something bad is going to happen, more than likely that's when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. The last thing you want to do is blame Freddie Dorman for something bad happening. So it's always important just to say, hey, listen, this is what's going on. You know, just so we can be safe. And then once everything's kind of, all right, this is going to, this is really going to, this is going to happen and get back into what you're doing. Yeah. Anyway. I think you're starting to talk about mom guilt. Mom, mom guilt. Uh-huh. Oh, it's the worst. I've never had it. But yeah, I mean, there is a lot of, um, you can put guilt on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. If you think, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that activity. Um, and something Taylor and I have talked about is that um, doctors give you different opinions on what is safe and what is not safe yeah. during pregnancy. So I've been told, um, Oh, just do everything you did before that. 
And I'm kind of looking at them like, do you know what CrossFit is? I was going to say, that's the, the issue is they don't know what that is. They don't know what that they is. They don't know what yeah. that is. And there's, there's a big difference, right, in between um, fitness levels. Um, and um, so, I, so I've had, had doctors tell me, oh, just do whatever you did before. You know, um, just don't do any high-risk things like ride a horse or... Um, Run up bleachers, which I have a story about that. that. Well, pregnant. <laughs> so, let's just say Janelle's high risk is much different. Yeah, correct. <laughs> it's it's so they are intense. These urines. I was at I was at Mansion Park running back in the day when I played hockey, and I actually like I enjoyed running because I had to. There was a woman who gave birth the next day. She was running bleach, or the day before she gave birth, she was running bleachers full speed. Janelle said That's she ran a mile. That's cool. Well, here's the thing: you trip up, you trip down the stairs. Yeah. Bad news. Uh, right, yeah. right. Yeah. She was probably trying to induce. Good I think she was. Yeah, good point. And it worked. Sounds yeah. like it. I my high risk activities are brushing my teeth. <laughs> 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 okay, where, what were so we talking about, Janelle? Scaling. Is, Scaling. Um, so, it, well, in least, like, with Zoe, I, I saw a high risk doctor at one point, and he said, don't get your heart rate over 130 beats per minute. No high jumping. No not basic. crazy high for you. No but jumping. No. Um, Maybe those are the only two things. No ab exercises, but I knew that. And I'm like, no jumping. And I'm like, I can't jump rope anymore. He's like, no, you can't. Um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of controversy out there about the 130 beats per minute, mm -hmm. um, whether that's safe or not, because your you know your blood vessels are not flowing into the babies, right? So that's not making their um, heart. It's not affecting faster. how their heart beats. Yeah. However, I. I, I, I asked a different doctor to explain that a little bit, and they said, well, if your heart's working that fast, you are going to be pulling oxygen away from the baby. So you kind of have yeah. to form your own opinion about that. But I will say with Zoe, I, I, I wore my, my monitor for most workouts, and I kept it under around there. Um, 175, 180. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I really, I, I try. You're good about um, that, though. Like, you're, the, the good thing with you is that you're educated. So, you this know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and when in doubt, you're going to take the precaution. Yeah, always. Yeah. Always baby yeah. first. Yeah. Still always. competitive, though. Yeah. So, that's hard. I mean, and as that's going to change, by the way. The, the, those numbers always change. Like, as, yeah, as, as, as science as comes right. out. Change. Yeah, but go yeah. ahead. Um, and just, I guess, with Zoe, so I, I didn't jump rope. I didn't um, run. I, um, after a certain point, I didn't um, get my heart rate elevated. Um, I lifted heavy. Um I will say, like, I cleaned, like, 135, you know, um, but that's not super heavy, but um, yeah, it is. I didn't I didn't scale Says it who? scale yeah. it off. And the other thing, it's just, it's great to keep active and, mm -hmm. um, you know, come in, social, be, be social. Mm -hmm. um, because of my hernia and the um, having a diastasis recti before, I didn't even do knees to chest. I mean, so that's, that's a common um, scale option, right, for toes to bar. It would be knees to chest, knees to chest. And I'm like... Not doing it. Not doing planks. Not doing. Um, we should put together a, a video for our members for Taylor. scaling options. Or Taylor awesome. and Janelle. Where are you at with all that now, Janelle? Like the hernia, the. So. Um, Diastasis. After right. Zoe. Tough, so yeah. during Zoe. Like I right now, like, I mean, yeah. you still feel the effect. So, how, so no. for people that know, how old is Zoe now? She is seven months. Seven months. So yes. you're seven months. Seven months out. Mm -hmm. um, did not have a lot of coning during her pregnancy. And I. Um, I fully attribute that to CrossFit, truly, because um, my body 
went through a lot between Micah and Zoe because I, I started doing CrossFit and started doing it a lot of it. You should see her arms um, right now. She's yoked. Mm-hmm. Yoked. I've, I've noticed. Yoked. Sounds like an egg. Will joke. you flex? I will not. Okay. We, we talked continue. about I, this. There's one more thing I want to uh, talk about. I too. would love that. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. just between Micah and Zoe. So when I started CrossFit, um, and I can remember, <laughs> I, I peed before class, like on the dot. I'm like, hold on, class can start. I'm gonna go pee. And then I would come back, and we'd warm up. We might do a lift, and we're getting ready for the workout. I'm like, hold on. Hold on, Skylar. I got to go pee. Um, go pee. Or if right before we're going to jump rope, I got to go pee. And then, like, it was kind of – I felt ashamed a little bit. I'm like, I yeah. gotta pee. I don't want to talk about this with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but, hey, I had two kids, like, back to back. And um, after about 18 months of CrossFit, I didn't have to go pee. And um, – now during Zoe, during pregnancy with Zoe, I, I you have a lot more weight down there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to go a little more often. But even now, um, I think it's my pelvic floor and my core got so much stronger that I, I don't I don't have to. Like I can just start a workout when I want to. Right, which That's is great. Um, which is awesome. I can remember mm-hmm. learning double unders, and a, a woman said to me, "Oh, we all just wear pads on double under days." I also noticed double under days. There's a lot of black spandex. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's it's a real thing, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Well, no, we just all wear pads because like it's gonna happen. There's nothing." See, that's that's the that thing culture that has to change. Yeah, what has to it happen. really does. Like that. For if if you're listening to this, and that I feel like Taylor's at the forefront that, of that right that now. That pertains to you. You gotta come see Taylor. Call Taylor. Yes. You gotta come see Taylor. Her schedule's busy, so still call her though. Yeah. Is is there? Do you think that there's benefit to like why you're pregnant or like when you find out you're pregnant to make like come talk to Taylor? Do you think there's benefit in that? Absolutely. As yeah, a, to as learn a consumer, about what is okay and what's not okay, um, what to expect yeah. um, from another person that has been, um, you know, physically active while pregnant and a P, have that have that PT background. Absolutely, because sure. you're not going to always get it from your doctor, unfortunately. So, go ahead. Okay, so just for the record, Janelle is not one of my patients. She's just a great friend. So that's where you just screwed up. You should have said no, no, this no. Is I, all but this is what I, I one hundred percent fixed her. Say. I mean, yeah, years so ago, we, we would, <laughs> I would do stuff with her in her living room. Like we would, I would show her things to do. But I didn't have as much knowledge about this then. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> um, I didn't <laughs> have. Shut as up. Much Tell us more. No, continue. Good no, stop it. Okay, that is Zach's fault. Stop, stop, 100% Zach. <laughs> anyway, continue. Janelle and I would work on her core in her living room mm. before I had as much knowledge about this. Anyway, so she's not one of my patients, just for the record. Correct. But I want to ask her, because I know she, Janelle, she will go to the end of the earth to research and figure out a way to make something happen for herself or for her family or to make... Brainiac. Right. Yeah, basically. How much does that take? How much work and effort does that take to research and figure this out on your own? Well, it's a lonely journey sometimes. <laughs> if you don't know Taylor, if that you, if you like, don't know Taylor, it's a lonely journey. That was like so, SNL. That was um, like, um, go ahead. She leaned forward and Taylor it's has like, turned the mic luckily, to her. I have a great friend who's a PT, and I called you. I can still remember going laying in my old... Living so room, what like, was the moment that you're like, I need help with this? Like how soon, like, I'm just trying to think like how, how soon into this that you were like, all right, I know this, I know X amount about what's going on. At what point did you're like, oh, I need to, I need to talk to Taylor. 
was it pretty fast afterwards or was there like a a period there that you just kind of did it on your own no it was when i could feel my muscles like like right away okay and so she diagnosed it and i don't think i did anything about it during pregnancy like i didn't do any exercises but from after you know i i i remember the exercise she taught me i did them after every kid so honestly in my living room can Um, you give us some examples of the exercises it's going to be hard to kind of explain. I think the basic ones are laying on your back, knees bent up. And you, What I know now, you have to connect the breathing to the exercises. So um, you're going to try to connect. You're going to inhale and relax your pelvic floor. Let everything relax. Big belly breath. Umbrella breath is what I mean. B- make yourself feel pregnant, look pregnant. And then on the exhale, you're going to kegel and squeeze up and lift the bean up and in. At the same time, you kind of zip your abdomen together. So pull, pull your it. hip bones together as you exhale. Okay. Got and it. That was easy. Next. So being able to one. hold that position while you're able to breathe is the... Is being able to breathe through the breathe position. Breathe through it. Okay. So l- let me That's take this... The basic standard beginning let me take this a step further i'm an i'm an ocs orthopedic clinical specialist and that's something that i spend a ton of time coaching and training is this exact same thing and that umbrella breath you have to understand that you're doing it like 360 Mm -hmm. so as you take that belly breath you're not just making yourself look pregnant but you're also pushing out through your back if you if you cue it if you put your hands on their their side push into my hands you can feel them that's how I – so I remember talking to Taylor about putting a belt on somebody that's loose and forcing them to tighten the belt yes. push the entire way around. Yeah, push push Global that's, pressure. That's yeah. the cue this I give to everybody. This is very, very hard for women in the postpartum period because you have that, a baby Here's that the thing. That's hard for everybody. Ribs, but when you, yeah. you have a, a, a rib flare, basically your ribs get stuck out. So you start to breathe just with your chest mm-hmm. in the front. You don't know how to breathe through your back. They're stuck. Your ribs are like – stuck so you do like the the belt or your hands on them to cue them sure. it's a great cue to like umbrella breathe let your ribs breathe and open and all is this similar to whenever you had me use a blood pressure cuff i had to keep that uh it, it was bracing it was yeah that was transverse blood, abdominal bracing but there was a cuff underneath my and, lower back ta training is something that's an overused type of thing sure it's it's hard to pin that out but it's also like People have gone away from the blood pressure cuff, but yeah, you can change like by 20 millimeters of mercury yeah. by trying to push. But what people do is they'll posterior pelvic tilt. Yeah, exactly. Just We're fall just trying to it. get rid of the posterior yeah, pelvic right. tilt with that. We want to say keep you in a neutral ish position. Um, but whenever, and then the biggest part of it is being able to move from that position. Right. Sometimes I take an entire session to just to teach them the position. Yeah. And then they come back and say, we need to go over that again. Some people, like if I did it with Janelle right now, she has. You know, body awareness, body proprioception, I'd probably teach it pretty quick. And then we could go, what makes it harder is moving limbs. Can we do this with Casey and put a video up of Whoa. you teaching? Wait a minute. Because I know, I, I know, yeah, I know what he's going to do, so I can, I can do it. Right. So I think it would be really interesting to see, like, walk people through it. Because honestly, aside from, from mothers and expecting more, like, really anybody could benefit from this sort of training. Y- especially oh. if you're lifting heavy weights. That especially. low back pain... Especially huge. Like if you have low back pain, you could probably benefit from right. this. Um, there's just like a vicious cycle with low back pain. So you have pain, and so your muscles stop working the way that they should, and then it just keeps happening. I just happening. had this conversation with Kendall today about how she breathes when she's lifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And oh, it's, it's a little bit different. You and I would teach breathing differently because Correct. you're teaching breathing to lift a very heavy weight. And I'm teaching breathing to live and lift your kids and right. grocery bags. Mm-hmm. So I teach blow before you go. So you always exhale to brace yourself before you lift up your kids. You lift sure. up the grocery bags. You teach it a little bit different. Slightly different. Yeah. yeah but I that, mean, it's but you not blow on the exit on, yeah. on the eccentric, but yeah. it's not too. It's not too much different. It's not different. It's just a, one's a little bit more explosive than the other. Yeah. Yeah. So the the exhale is a lot more forcible. So and, it's, and, and another thing you have to consider when you're doing a max rep. So as much as it's not cardio, you're not running miles and miles. But as you do like a max repetition, you put a lot of uh, uh, pressure on blood blood vessels and all that kind of stuff. So you might see somebody that does like a three rep max and is out of breath afterwards. So those types of people, it's normal to have accessory breathing of rib cage elevation, shoulder elevation, neck breathing. That's normal. It's just that whenever you're at rest, you should also be able to maintain a, a good posture through your belly. Right. Um, which I think she's coming to see you about that here soon because yeah. she's been experiencing some uh, oh, lo- yeah, lower back pain from that. Well, yeah. big thing that I see with overhead athletes, um, and Olympic lifting is one of them because your hands are overhead, um, is that they disconnect like lumbar spine to shoulder, lumbar spine to pelvis, mm-hmm. and then you'll see this big rib flare, and they'll extend at their back to get their the, hands up overhead. Mm-hmm. Hold the weight. And their back starts hurting. And because their T-spine mobility sucks. Right. So you got to get rib cage down, be able to move through your shoulders, and still be able to mm-hmm. – it's not a brace. It's not like you're sucking in your belly. It's it's 360 umbra- – I like the umbrella visual. The least favorite exercise that a lot of my lifters do – is they hug a foam roller with their T-spine. So lay flat on their back, try to keep their hips on the ground, and then try to touch their shoulder blades to the ground. Yeah, it's yeah. Good I get the most groans from that one just oh, because of that good, range of motion. I think one of the best um, like warm-up exercises you have people, well, you, you used to at least have people do, I haven't been in a CrossFit class in a while, but is the band overhead in like an overhead squat. You pull up and lift out mm-hmm. while you squat. That is one of the best exercises to get the T-spine warmed up and like truly like make you feel like your ribs can work separately right so there's a big connection of lat and glute i was just gonna say stability so as you pull that band apart you turn lats on if you get a good hinge you have good stability through your back i just had a guy today who apparently i I didn't know as far as his olympic lifting future jackson Oh, kids! Gonna, kids a stud. He had some knee pain, and we fixed some very simple stuff. And uh, he was sitting in here squatting, no pain, which is pretty cool. Which he's had five doctors saying he needed to go under the knife to fix. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, that's crazy. So we got him squatting, no pain, but we need to see how it, how it responds to a load. You know what yep. I mean? It's it's something that, I, that everybody says. Like if you get a runner, um, go make them run and watch their their game mechanics. Well, they're in pain. Why the hell am I gonna? I get it. I want to see you run, but. You know, let's try to get you out of the. You have pain to walk, so let's get you out of that. And that's how this guy is. You have pain to squat, so let's get you out of this pain, and then we can start loading it. I'm not worried about it. But um, you just made me think of something talking about glutes. Um, if you have a CrossFit athlete and they have a flat butt, they have wrong. they have pelvic floor dysfunction. Well, that and their paraspinals are usually large. Yeah, they don't have a. They're not, not using many, their glutes. You shouldn't be squatting. <laughs> You shouldn't be squatting 200 pounds and have a flat butt. What, mediocre ones? Uh, you want to go there? <laughs> <laughs> all right. You want to go there, Casey? You want to go all. there, Casey? Like all right. Taylor was saying. She's go, continue. Inside story. I'll post about later. <laughs> yeah. So if you have a flat butt and you are squatting, um, 
let's look at your squat. Let's figure out why you're probably a butt winking. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean by yeah. butt wink? Like yeah, I don't. I don't. Whenever so you squat, so you're squatting. Your pelvis shifts. You come at the very down, down, great. And whenever you try to come up from the squat, your pelvis shifts shifts back, and you tuck your butt under. Oh. That's called a butt wink. Okay. You're not. You're using your hamstrings. Yeah. You're not using your glutes. You're turning them off, and there's a reason for that because you you're unstable okay now i never heard the, that now if it's at the very very bottom of the squat there's there's some portion of butt wink that you just kind of say okay yeah like yeah. If it's at very end ranges and you're saying i have no pain but if you have pain and you're and you're doing that it's something to yeah the big issue is the butt wink right right at or below parallel because now your lower back correct is mm-hmm. going to be taking all the force mm-hmm. which i had that issue a few years you're ago you're a snow shoveler man yeah you're a snow plow. yeah i had that issue quite a few years ago which ended up ultimately kind of playing part into when I blur, uh, broke my back for the second time. So, ah, gosh. Um, but, yeah, I think, I mean, I, f- I thought I knew more about this than what I did. So I think, is there any other questions we have on the board that we haven't touched? Men's health. But, we, I, mean, we t- I mean, we touched a little bit on that. It's, Not as much. Uh, yeah, it's something that, uh, f- you know, if you're having difficulty with urination and that kind of stuff, you talked about prostate stuff. Um. A lot of men with pelvic floor dysfunction will be diagnosed with prostatitis. Yeah. Um, and it's not prostatitis. It, prostatitis is basically inflammation of the prostate. Um, some pelvic floor dysfunction causing nerve impingements in different places can present that same way. So you're looking at, like, urgency, um, feeling si- a lot of the same symptoms as, like, what a UTI would be. A UTI in a man is very uncommon. So if you're having a lot of that and it's just not going away, um, there, it may be worth looking into a pelvic floor PT just to kind of check everything out. So it gets mi- it's misdiagnosed. A lot of times it gets really? misdiagnosed. But, it, but here's the thing. Here's what I think of is pros- like prostatitis, prostate cancer, that kind of stuff, big deal. Like, like you need to – they actually say with prostate cancer that you're going to die of old age before prostate cancer. But there are people that die of prostate cancer. It's, it's a serious situation. You should see somebody about it. But – if you have prostatitis or something's going on and somebody diagnosed you with that, it's one visit, you know. Call and then they put you on an antibiotic for, like, two months. Yeah. Call Taylor. And it goes away? Hey. No. I'm not, no, it does not. <laughs> no, because it's it not should, prostatitis. It's, prostatitis. it's Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. so I it's mean, one of prostatitis those is something that, like, avid cyclists get because they're sitting, sitting on that. On yeah. yeah, you know, that, that if you're not an avid cyclist, like, yeah. maybe if you wear, like, super tight pants all the time. Casey. <laughs> yeah, like and like tight Super enough tight to underwear. like be hugging your junk all the time. Then Casey. maybe, but but yeah, he doesn't it, wear underwear. Yeah. But but <laughs> <laughs> he actually doesn't. For all those who are wondering on the morning news, Boxers. he actually doesn't wear pants. Yeah, he's usually in shorts. No, he's shorts, usually yeah. in his underwear. But oh, uh, no. but but if you have prostatitis, if no. you have if if you get that diagnosis, it's one or two visits with Taylor to come in and say, hey, what do you think? The worst thing that happens is you don't get better. You know, and then she says, yeah, it's probably prostatitis. We need to get you on antibiotic. Like, that's the beautiful thing about our profession. We have our, our direct access license, so we can see you without a doctor's script. So whenever you come in, we are very good at referring. We are very good at being the first line of defense of, hey, yeah, this problem you have is, is bigger than you. Um, it's bigger than me. We got to get you to a doctor. We're very good at that. Um, so before you get on a four months of antibiotics or whatever it is, come in. What's it? What's it killing you? Come in, get an idea. Hey, yeah, this is prostatitis. See you later. You're, you're out. You're out of you know an hour session. 
But um, but anyway, I I digest. That's digress. digress. That's an ongoing joke. Was that he thinks he's funny? So I still think it's what funny. did you digest? A lot of things. Wolf Pup Session IPA. Yeah. By the way, where do you Golden buy Brew. this? This uh, is the second case you've bought where every can. Rudders actually. It's every can that we open of this just. Explodes. I went to Rudders, and here's what I'm going to tell you about Rudders. Is that? Is that a beer can? Is that? Yeah. yeah. Sack shakes it for oh. you. Yeah. Right, right. But what here's what I'm going to tell you about Rudders is whenever I want it, they have a nice cooler there yeah, with like do. a walk-in cooler. Yeah, very nice cooler, yeah. Like, I think that if if cold is 32 degrees, I think that cooler is some, like 33 degrees so it's not frozen, right? Mm-hmm. I think that cooler is 20 degrees. Like, I think it's way too freaking too cold. cold. And you get beer, and then when it starts warming up a little bit, it blows It's kind of like pelvic floor issues if it, it has nowhere else to go. What? Yeah. Shouts out to Rudders. Like, have you, you you know that if you I don't, I don't think that's true. If you put a beer in the ref, in the freezer for too long, what happens to that beer? It explodes. It expands. It expands. In a bar. Yeah. So if you put a beer in the freezer, I think they're I think they're walk-ins too way cold. too cold. Yeah. Too so cold. then whenever you get it out to air and you open it up, it blows up. That's what I think. So what other mindless things can we talk about? <laughs> Does she? Man, oh. She's, a, she's hey. a really cool job. Like she's super interesting. Yeah. What is it? Tell us about your job, you know. Engineer. Thanks, Taylor. Yeah. I yes. was actually going to spit it to you, but then. Yeah. I'm a, um, what? I'm she a works to say. That this was. I thought this chemical. Was, yes, chemical. Do you engineer chemicals? I know. I no longer. I do not do that right now. Okay. No, I'm more of a. Um, Murders people, I believe. No. <laughs> Are you a Russian spy? Uh, no. She'd be an American spy. <laughs> In all seriousness. Do watch that show, The Americans. It's what a, that's what a, a great anyway, show. Continue. Hey, what if you said, uh, in all seriousness, and she said, oh, yeah, I yeah, murder yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like Dexter. And now I have to, yeah. Um, now I have to kill you, Casey. Yeah. No, I work for a um, small business um, engineering firm. Um, we mostly do Department of Defense work. Um, Are there aliens? I can't go into super amount of details, but I will say, like, the Air Force is doing a lot of great things right now. Um changing their, their maintenance rhythms mm-hmm. um, more to a condition-based maintenance. And I'm putting Ooh. my nerd, I'm totally putting my nerd hat on right now. Yeah. I love the condition-based research <laughs> maintenance. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I've been doing that for about five years. I work from home. Oh, I have an awesome, awesome boss. Man. Yeah. You should see their home gym. I'm sure it's sweet. Uh, home gym. Knowing them, I'm sure you it is fantastic. It's, it's I know where they got the squat rack. We should yeah. do a podcast from Dorms. there. Can we talk about the CIA? I don't know anything about the CIA. Uh, see, hey. You know who <laughs> says that? You know who <laughs> says that? People that know about there. the CIA. Yeah. There was a butt wink. Was there a butt wink there? Yeah. So what do you do with, like, do you, like, make chemicals? Like, what kind of type of chemicals are you making here? Gas. What kind, What type of chemicals are you engineering? Um, so I'm not working. Don't you listen uh, to the conversation? Yeah, I heard your station's not doing it, but what's the business? What's right the business now? doing? So we are... Um, Engineering consultants, basically, um, doing project management. <laughs> the NSA, CIA, the FBI, the I, men I, in black. I, I, ta- I talked about. Wow, know, really interesting. Your job. <laughs> so, I, I mean, honestly, I, I manage projects. I'm not. Um, Did you watch the show Chernobyl? Yes. No, I just started I watching. It's not bad. So I don't sad. like it that they're you speaking know, English Chaya. because it's in Russia. How, how f- I do know her. Yeah, I just that's the only engineer, that, or Autumn something or other. That's the only engineers I know from Pitt. But go ahead. What did you do at... Um, what? What did you work for? I previously I worked at Johnstown at a government contractor there. Oh, jeez, you're all over the place. She's yes. a government hitman. <laughs> I know it. 
Hey, I don't, why do you have, why do you have blood on your trigger finger? <laughs> <laughs> so nosebleeds. Um, so nosebleeds are common um, during pregnancy. Really? <laughs> I totally thought. Yeah, and what? this time I actually had a, them a bunch after. Why? Um, you have what? 150 percent more blood in your body. Awesome. It's got to yeah, go somewhere, is right? Crazy. Yeah. yeah to get back that on doesn't the topic. sound. I'm glad I was born Human, the way I was. I got these like red spots in my face that won't go away. I think they look nice. I've they noticed. Do. I've noticed them. Yeah. Okay. Before this gets too. <laughs> so let's get back on the fitness side of things. So what's uh? So you're only seven months out. Um, are you, are your fitness levels back to where they were? Better? Like where are you at right now physically? So um. First and foremost, um, living the living the mom life these yeah, days, busy. right? So I'm um, not a ton of time to do a structured fitness regimen, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, but I also can't help myself. So um, I personally have like pinpointed where I want to focus right now, and that's in strength training. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that is. Um, so CrossFit is a, a huge mental game, right, Casey? I yeah, mean, for sure. Gotta, like, yeah, yeah. It is mental, and you got to mm-hmm. be committed when you start that workout that you're going to give it 110% the whole way through. Um, and I, I find that to be a little bit of a struggle right now mm-hmm. just because... Because you just competed a couple weeks ago. I did. Yeah. Really? You did yeah. really well, too. Thank you. Yeah, she did very good. CrossFit incline? I didn't know that. Declaration of Fitness. Yeah, yep. girl, no way. I did not know that. Yeah. I came in second. Next to a oh my really, gosh. Really good girl from wow. Evansburg. Yeah, Kara Konchak. Yeah, okay. she might be six feet, six S- feet tall. Six two, power yeah. cleans two forty. Kara's cool. She is cool. Yeah, she's the she's uh, head lacrosse coach me. for. Yeah, I, I've met Kara for sure. Yeah. What's that? I said she's had less kids than me. Less kids. I think she's only twenty four. She's she's young too. I think she's, she's like twenty seven. Yeah. Is she? Yeah, yeah, that's, she's younger. That's I got awesome. Stats. Yeah, she's. Hey, Kara, the CIA you, is coming for you there, Kara, just so you know. <laughs> yep. no, you see that red dot in your forehead? <laughs> Move. I guess. Um, Duck. Man, competing is fun. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. It is super It gives fun. you something to train for. And it does. It re- it always, I've only competed twice, um, you know, outside of, like, the opens and dual and intramural stuff. And every time I have pinpointed huge weaknesses. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, this time it was in my engine. Not, I mean, what was crazy about that is, like, Kara is super awesome with the barbell, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the one workout was like a 12-minute AMRAP, um, deadlifts, uh, hang squat snatches, and overhead squats. She got 7 plus 2. I got 6 plus 10. And You're I right like, there, though. I, yeah, from a barbell sure. cycling. So then I was telling Freddie the, what, the, uh, the last workout. Butterfly. Was it the butterfly pull-ups? Yeah, the butterfly pull-ups I, I was pretty good at. But the last, the finals workout... It was a bike, toes to bar. Oh, the RPMs on the bike. Yeah, that's yeah, a fun so story. Man. Um, there's what, like, it's a 12, 12 cal bike, 10 toes to bar, six squats, <laughs> six squat cleans. She's like, I was it's feeling super, it. It's, the squat cleans were super light. I was like, this is a toes to bar workout. I've got this, right? These people are super tall. I've got toes to bar. I can do this. And it was a man and f- a male and female single knockout so if it if you were the last male if you're the last person didn't matter if you're male or female you were getting knocked out of the round um sorry i don't have the mic which is really interesting way of doing a comp it is and so your points were awarded accordingly right and i get on the bike and i'm like all right it's a bike like it's not that different (laughs) i'm going just gotta put your head down and go i do like a lot of bikey moms we have a bike at home um like 600 is like 
Janelle's max, right? 600 what, watts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, going at 600 for 12 calories, that's a lot. I'm looking around me in the first round, and I'm like, oh, my God, they're blowing me away. Even, like, everybody. I'm like, they're doing, like, 900 watts. And I'm like, pushing. We've already Height done matters workouts. for bikes and Absolutely. rowers. Absolutely. Holy yeah. cow. Height matters. Like, yeah. Allie, Allie Hallman, phenomenal on a bike. Absolutely. She's six she foot is. tall. Mm-hmm. Kara, unbelievable on a bike. She's 6'2". Kara, like, if you're listening, you're cool. Yeah, Kara's, Kara's awesome. Yeah. Kara, Kara's one of my lifters briefly, yeah. and then she, she didn't want to do the full-time weightlifting just because of her schedule. Anyway. So what happened? So I got through round one. She yeah. did? Yeah. And then round two, I was, like, laughing. I'm like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> I can't do 900 watts because everybody was, like, back on it. I'm like, man, I got to get better. I saw right. Matt Randolph do 10 calories in eight seconds. Yeah, the one guy did 12 cows in 12 seconds. Yeah. Like, I kid you not. I was like, yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. Now, yeah. He did it for like four. It was like eight rounds. He did like four or five rounds like that, and they just petered out. I mean, that's yeah, that's insane. I'm watching his dogs right now, by the way. That's Shout cool. out Matt's dogs, Matty Rando. Competition They may be um, listening, but but that might not be something that because uh, it is a height thing. So that might that might not be something that you can like really put too much pressure on yourself for. I will say, like postpartum this time, yeah. I feel like my core is weak. Six hundred um, still good. You're making me want to. You're making me want to come see one of you because I know when I'm even like front squatting. I right mean, now, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'll look at it. Like yeah. I'll help. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, that's a little. And creepy. then here's I, the I'll, thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'll like, refer. Look at what. Especially I'll refer to Casey. <laughs> Janelle and then Casey literally will refer because out. Janelle literally looked at Zach and Taylor and Fred. Completely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, if you want that to, I mean, that's that's why I said it. I'm like, she didn't even look at you. Yeah. <laughs> and you said I'll like, look at it. Look yeah, at what? So you're starting about. to pick up on my humor. Uh, you you are a funny. You're a funny guy. Starting to. I've All right. Anyway, go ahead. No, that's okay. You digest. Yeah, sure. I'll yeah, we digest here. All right. Where was I? I don't know. Oh, I feel like my um my uh posture when I'm working out. Once I get tired, man, I'm like this, and I have nothing to push myself back up with. Even when I'm front squatting, I get down at the bottom, and if it's super heavy which i'm trying to like i'm trying to get my numbers up and like front squat deadlift bench like those you know some key lifts i get down there and i can't lift my chest up um so i don't know if that's like a core weakness or from being postpartum could be a couple things i have those issues too seriously in case i have no core just had a baby no i didn't mean that i just meant that those are th- that's that's an issue for me too. I get stuck down there. Pretty typical. I wouldn't say definitely not mobility for you, because right. the body you you squat really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I wouldn't easy Zach. I mean that could be a lot of things with the chest chest collapse. But um, Zach, you're about to say something. You put your mic up to your mouth. No, I got nothing to say. Oh, you actually. It, it could be uh, it could be like a scapular weakness. Mm-hmm. It could you know like paraspinal yeah paraspinal's pulling you back. Happy cat, um, angry cat. We did yeah. this today. I mean, we'd have yeah. to really kind of pick you apart, but it's something we could definitely do. But there's so many like, see, I don't even know, right? I'm postpartum. I've done this three times, and I'm like, huh, I wonder if that's related. Is yeah. there going to be a fourth? I don't know. Not anytime now. On but are you? Spot. Are you? Do you think you'll have more? We're going on vacation. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh, geez. John. <laughs> Shout out, John. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We can't decide. It's it's an open-ended question. Maybe you won't point. have to decide. To decide, you're going on vacation. You said. There you go. Okay. What's going to happen <laughs> anyway? <laughs> just happened. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. But see? I I will say like one of the I'm like man, my body's done this three times. Can it really handle a fourth? Yeah. Right. There's back in the day they used to have like 15. 
is true. I say my grandmother was one of twelve. Back in the day, women stayed home for like a year, and they literally stayed in bed for six months while their mother-in-laws and mothers came over and cooked for them and took care of all their kids. That's what happened back in the day when kids had. Do you have that little DJ sound? I just, feel like we know, need that. John's like, grandma, no, his great grandma, oh. sweet, sweet, sweet woman. But she truly believed that after you have a baby, you need to lie in bed flat for ten days to let your organs go back in their places. Oh there's probably something. Uh, there's that. probably two something days, to that. Yeah, two days after baby, you go home and like, man, what, what moms do, and all, all women, like, if you're taking care of kids, man, you're picking them up, you're putting them in the car, you're getting the stroller, like. I go to Sam's Club as an aerobic activity, right? <laughs> and I even do, like, the That's why you got to call ahead and do the pickup. I do. But then I'm going they to my car, now. and I got to put three kids in the car. I got to put all these groceries oh. in the car. I get home, and I got to take the groceries in. Now, Sam is big enough. He can walk. But, like, Micah falls asleep. I'm carrying him in. I'm carrying, like. There's got to be the an easier tunnel. way to put a kid into a child's seat. Yeah, you throw them. I put my, that's what I do with my nieces. I just hope <laughs> they land. I just throw them in there and they land. And, exactly. and I don't want anybody to take this as like us complaining about motherhood. Motherhood no. is oh, no, truly like magical. It is. However, that. there's more to it. Yeah. There's more to it. And that's why I think that we need to talk about this. Like let's support mothers. Mm-hmm. Let's make, the, yeah, society is different. The world is different. So let's make it different for women and give us more support on how to let's get our bodies back so that we can do all that. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Without pain, without exhaustion. This has been a really super informative. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Hell yeah. For sure. Continue. Yeah. You're going to add. And I mean, how you look at your membership, right? How many are women? What's the percentage? Big time. 68, uh, around 70%, 68, 70%. I didn't know. I mean, not only, you know, are we concerned about our health, as a lot of men are, but we're also, there's a lot of women that want to look better to feel better about themselves. And that's totally important. Um, And you have to encourage that. Um, You got to take time for yourself, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and some, a lot of people that come in here for an hour a day, that is their time for this, their self. Yeah, and I've been I've been known to say this a lot, and my wife can back me up, but I prefer training female athletes over male athletes. Way tougher. Girls don't break as easy as boys do. It's it's just it's a different ball game. I res- I resemble that fact. What I said I resemble that. Fact. You echo it. You echo it. Instead of resent. Oh. That's another funny. So thank you for adding to that discussion, Zach. <laughs> Casey, I think we should fire Zach this week. Ooh. <laughs> I'm firing myself the following week. So yeah. uh, it all comes full circle. So Taylor, if uh if we have any mothers listening or soon to be or want to become mothers, how can they contact you to get more information, even maybe just ask a couple questions or set up an eval, things like that? Um, you can message us through Hallman PT. I will get that message um on Facebook. Or you could email me at edmiston, E-D-M-I-S-T-O-N-P-T at gmail.com. And, um, or you can email me. and I can yeah, No, can take the middleman out. It just goes yeah. straight to I can me, pa- me, me. But I just want to make sure they're getting to Taylor so I can right. patch right, them so. through. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And, I mean, this isn't just for mothers. We talk about motherhood a lot and postpartum a lot because that's when a lot of these issues are first seen. I mean, you could have had a baby 25, 30 40 years ago and still be dealing with this stuff. You could be before you had kids. You could this could be pre-pregnancy or without even 
planning on pregnancy, you could have endometriosis. There could be a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. this is just limited to mothers. And I just and if you have a vagina, you can come see me. <laughs> okay, Casey, Casey. Okay, hey, hey, hey. So no, for real though. What? How do you? How do we? And how? How do we as a society change? change that stigma or like get doctors on board with this like what are the steps to do that i mean i hope that i'll become one of those steps here I, i'd like to really get out talk to people I say, or how um, how can people help with that ask questions do your research go into a doctor's appointment informed and push the issue um is there somewhere they can go is there like an online resource that you use that some that people can access um this is it's really funny but i've found this woman on instagram she's a pelvic floor pt she's called the vagina whisperer go and follow her it's hilarious what's the her vagi- the vagina whisperer at like on instagram that's her instagram handle. zach just started following her <laughs> <laughs> i saw he picked um, up julie <laughs> weeb is another great uh pelvic floor pt she's huge into crossfit mm-hmm. and the athletes so that's another person that um if you're a crossfit athlete She's great to follow. She's got a lot of good info. And they're both She's PTs, got a blog said, and right? some. They're both PTs, okay, yeah. Okay, so you know they're, they're got educated. She's podcasts out there. Yeah, they're all educated. There's not a single picture of a vagina on here. <laughs> <laughs> you're a and creep. also, you're just a uh, creep. don't be shameful. There's there's Ugh. no shame in the things that you're going through sure. as a woman. We need to talk about it more. And, and you know, you Men should be educated too. You know, you guys, you've all learned something here. It oh, yeah. shouldn't be so hush hush. Let's mm-hmm. open the conversation a little bit. Awesome. Well, hey, Janelle, go ahead. Janelle, no, 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 please add. You were reaching for that mic quick. I mean, for example, like if you have a male coach and mm-hmm. or it's and and I have never, not that I've ever, I've never seen this here, but um, it might be as simple as like, hey, anybody need to go to the bathroom? Um, but no one giggles about it, right? Because it's like, oh, yeah, this is funny. Like, women have to go to the bathroom. But, like, um, yeah, it's important. It's important. Yeah, and sure. it, it'd be the same, like, no offense. It'd be, like, the same. Like, if you had weightlifters in here at 5 a.m., you'd be like, hey, anybody got to go number two? Because <laughs> you know they all do, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, I Guilty of that. I remember <laughs> coaching a 915 class. There was, there was a lot of jump rope, and there was a lot of box jumps. And I said, hey, right before we started the but And this wasn't towards the the women in class it was just collective but i does anybody need to use the restroom before we start like this is your chant like go ahead so but and you see handful run off come back so um it's it's one of those things i think we need to address uh in our facility but i think it needs to be addressed in all facilities because i think it's such a it's not talked about enough like taylor said which is 100 percent correct and there's not enough. I, I think there's enough resources out there. It's just people don't know what to look for. So it's one of those situations you don't know what you don't know. Big time. So I think uh, this was super informative. So thank you, ladies, for how long are we going now? We're pushing an hour and a half, this two was, hours. This is one of the thank best ones we've done. For, yeah, for sure. Um, having us here and tolerating this and being open. Tolerate. I learned yeah. a ton. No way. We learned a lot. How's yeah. Josh doing, by the way? We shout out John. He's Josh, one of my favorite people. Oh, he's great. He's, he's so handsome. He's the man. I love the that girls. guy. Haven't seen him forever. All so, right. all right, guys, Janelle. Thank you for having me. You, you bet. Thank you for not flexing when Zach Thank asked, because that's going to ruin his night. I've never done it. Oh, really? <laughs> He's been asking for a long time. School. He's oh. going to flex when we go off the air. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Hey. <laughs> He's lying. All right, guys. This is just my normal. Thanks again for joining appreciate us. Thank um, you very much. Tune in next time. We appreciate it. Thanks. See you later. Later.
This has been a You Don't Know Squat podcast production. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on another episode of You Don't Know Squat podcast with myself, Casey Kantz, Freddie Dorman, and Zach Hallman. All episodes are brought to you by Dorman Sports Performance, Iron Luck CrossFit, and Hallman Physical Therapy, located at 2927 Beale Avenue for all of your fitness and healthcare needs. If you like what we're doing, head over to Dorman Sports Performance and Hallman Physical Therapy on Instagram and Facebook and give us a like, share, and five-star review. More information can be found at www.dspgym.com or www.hallmanpt.com. Thanks for joining us. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.